Hey, Coleman, Frank Messer and I are on hand to bring you all the action. Now the Yankees came in and uh, surprised the Tigers and all the press by taking the first two games of this three-game series. The third and final game today, it'll be Joe Sparmer against Stan Bonson, two hard-throwing right-handers. And in yesterday's ball game, if you remember, Mel Stottlemyre pitching the best game of his career, a one-hitter to shut out Detroit, four to nothing. Now, Jerry Coleman, who has a bit of clairvoyancy in that mind of his, interviewed Mel Stottlemyre down in spring training, and he asked him some of the questions which were pertinent to yesterday's game. We're going to have that interview right now. Talking about doing things differently, you're doing something different with a new pitch out there, and I understand it took you a year to master what is known as a sailor or something like it. Well, Jerry, it's actually a true slider. I uh, started throwing an off-seam or cross-seam fastball and come up with this pitch, and I worked on it the whole year before I tried using it in the game, and it has been real success successful and uh, has helped me my other pitches too, so I'm going to stick with this pitch, and it's helped me the last two years, and I think it's going to help me more probably this year. Mel Stottlemyre, a pitcher, certainly uh, make a ball club, and at the same time, uh, the men behind the pitcher help to make him. Uh, when there are errors or when there are uh, bad plays behind you, uh, what goes on in your mind? I'm sure there must be something. Well, Jerry, I rely on a good defense. That's my whole secret to pitching, I think. I try to keep the ball on the ground. And when there's an error, this is one thing I never let bother me because errors are going to happen, and you certainly never should think too much about an error because uh, actually an error by the pitcher, as far as I'm concerned, is a base on ball. So they don't have any uh, hard feelings about a pitcher giving up a base on ball, so I don't think anything about the errors. They're going to happen. Well, there you heard it, and it was very apropos because, uh, as you know, Stottlemyre, with that new pitch of his, combined with his fastball and sinker and curveball, gave up just one hit, narrowly missed a perfect game, and the question that Jerry asked Mel about the errors happened as the Yankees made two errors and won on what would have been the final out of the ball game, but as just as Mel said, he did not let it upset him, got the next man out, and the ball game was over. So on a beautiful day, the best day we've had here in the Motor City of Detroit, Michigan, for this final game of the three-game series. Just about ready to start, but we'll be back with the starting lineup in just a moment. Take down the drapes, dash to the cleaners, grab the laundry, down to the cellar, out to the cleaners again. And don't forget your ready cash. Rush, rush. Why do it? Ricketts has the remedy. Just call Ricketts, launderers, and dry cleaners for a free pickup and delivery. Ricketts does it all, from the smallest to the largest laundry and dry cleaning service. And Ricketts also has the remedy for ready cash. Just one simple monthly statement covers all that work you don't have to do. Relax. Call Ricketts today. Shopping for a low-priced car with a lot of moxie? Great. Shop one of us Pontiac dealers. We have a custom S that'll knock your eyes out. Hard tops, sedans, wagons, choice of colors, all at low prices, plus the highest trade-ins going. How come? Breakaway deals, that's how come. Drop in this week. Ask for our breakaway deal on a Pontiac custom S. It's got a lot of moxie. If you're ready to break away, see your local authorized Pontiac dealer for a breakaway sale. Well, we have the starting lineups for you for the New York Yankees. It'll be Horace Clark leading off at second base. Batting second and playing center field, Jerry Kenny. The third baseman batting third, Bobby Mercer. Roy White will be in left field hitting cleanup. At 
first base and batting fifth, Joe Pepitone. Bill Robinson will be in right field, hitting in the sixth spot. Doing the catching and batting seventh will be Jake Gibbs. Gene Michael again at shortstop, batting eighth. Tommy Tresh still feeling well under par with that bad throw to his. And pitching and batting ninth, Stan Bonson. For the Detroit Tigers, Dick McAuliffe leads off at second base. Mickey Stanley will be the shortstop and back second. In right field, hitting third, Al Kalon. Norm Cash will be the cleanup hitter, playing first base. Left field, hitting fifth, Willie Horton. Jim Northrup will be the center fielder, batting sixth. Doing the catching, batting seventh, Bill Freehan. Don Word will be at third base, batting eighth, and pitching and batting ninth, Joe Sparmer. And right now, as the umpires walk up to home plate on Yankee baseball, we'll pause for station identification. Hi, this is Jerry Ducey. Join me for my telephone talk show weeknights on WGY Schenectady. Well, the men in blue just below us, and Mayo Smith, the Tiger skipper, and Ralph Houck, the Yankee skipper, exchanging lineup cards. It'll be Larry Knapp calling balls and strikes. At first base, Johnny Rice, umpire at second, Russ Getz, and over at third, Bill Kunkel. Mayo Smith not too happy these days. Tigers won their first two games of the year against Cleveland. Looked real good pitching, had a lot of hitting. But against the Yankees, they've been playing a little sloppily and have dropped the first two games, and the Yankees have had excellent pitching against them. Another reason Mayo is not feeling too good, his car was stolen. He parked it. The uh, doorman at the hotel took it. They put it in the garage. The next morning when Mayo went down to get it to drive to the ballpark here, it was gone. And the Tigers are taking the field. Ralph Houck continues to uh, discuss the pitcher's motion and Johnny Rice showing Ralph Houck what they can and cannot do. And Larry Knapp said that as long as the pitcher comes down and makes contact with his body, he does not have to stop even a fraction of a second. I don't think that uh, should be so because that's kind of quick pitching and keeping the runner from getting a good jump. McLean, of course, does it quite a bit. But right now on National Anthem.
crowd on him for this third and final game. As we told you, Joe Sparma on the mound for the Tigers. Last year, won 10, lost 10. Against the Yankees, he was 1-2 lifetime against New York. He has won 8 and lost 3. At one time, he was 5-0 against the Yankees before dropping his first decision. Getting back to the uh, remarks we made about Ralph Hobbs complaining about Denny McLean's motion, it uh, seems like uh, there have been a few misquotes in the paper. And uh, possibly Larry Knapp did not say that, uh, although it was in the paper, that if a pitcher comes down and just makes contact with his body, he can continue right on pitching. But uh, normally they should come to a set stop, whether it uh, takes a fraction of a second or a full second. But they should stop. Also, you might have seen in some papers, mistakenly, that yesterday's win was the first win by Mel Stottlemyre ever here at Tiger Stadium. Actually, it was his fourth win. So some of the uh, reporters, not the New York reporters, by the way, it was the local Detroit reporters who uh, misquoted Mel. All right, we're ready to start the ball game. Dick Hauser is coaching at third, and Elston Howard at first for the Yankees. Horace Clark, who has hit in all five ball games for the Yankees, batting 318. A double two RBI steps in. Spama's first pitch is right in there, strike one call. This is the first appearance of the year for Joe Spama. Right hander with a very short windup. Winds the curve, just misses outside, and it's one on one. Don Word moves in at third base. The outfield and the rest of the infield plays Clark straight away and not too deep. Spama's 1-1 delivery, a curve low and inside, ball two. Two and one. All right, Spama's ready. Fastball bounce to first base, Cash. Up with it, he'll make the play, unassisted, and it's one up. Horace hit the ball right off the fist. One away, and here's Jerry Kenny. Jerry had himself a couple of base hits yesterday after going for the collar in the uh, last game in Washington and the first game uh, here in Detroit. He's batting 217, a double a homer and two RBIs. Kenny was 0 for 14 before that first hit. He takes a pitch high and outside. In the rule book, by the way, getting back to that, we're not going to keep on this, but it says rule M in 805. The pitcher delivers the pitch from a set position without coming to a stop. Is a balk if he does that, and McLean definitely was guilty of that yesterday many, many times. The next pitch to Kenny. Inside ball well, the scoreboard has uh, one and one. But I thought, sure, Larry Knapp called out a ball. We'll wait and see. Pitch by Spalmer is taken. Strike ball. So it must have been ball two, but Kenny would not be taken with a one and one count on him. Scoreboard has one ball, two strikes. What's the count, Larry? Two balls, one strike. Thank you, Larry. Got to yell down. The scoreboard's got it wrong. The windup, the pitch, ground, base hit the left field. He hit a shot between third and short. Horton knocked it down. Kenny started to go and then came back. So Jerry Kenny now has three hits in his last three at-bats. As he singles between the hole out in the left field, 
let's see if the Yankees will be off and running. All right, make that Jerry Kenny's third hit in his last four at bat. Here's Bobby Mercer. Bobby hitting 391, a double two home at six RBI. Kenny leading away at first. Let's see if the Yankees will try to steal on Spami. Here's the stretch. Checks the runner. He doesn't go, and the pitch is outside, ball one. Jerry Kenny has one stolen base on the year. Spama steps off the rubber. Now he's back on. Cash holding the bag against Kenny. Here's the stretch by the right-hander. Checking Kenny, then steps off the rubber, trying to get Jerry to commit himself. Now back on again. Sets again, and then steps off again. That time Mercer wanted time at the plate. Now everybody appears ready. Spalmer's pitch is a curve head high in the air to center field. Northrop's got plenty of room. Kenny's going back to tag up. He does, and he's going to try for it. And he's going to make it. Jerry Kenny on a heads-up play. Went back, tagged up, and Northrop didn't believe that Kenny was going to try and go. Did not fire the ball in like he usually does, and so the Yankee speed has paid off. We have a man in scoring position with two out on Mercer's fly to center field that was not hit that deep. Here's Roy White. Roy batting an even 200, three for 15, two home is six RBIs, and four stolen bases. Two out in the top of the first, there's no score. All right, Kenny leads away. Stanley holding him close. The pitch to White. Ball one, a little bit outside. On deck, Joe Pepitone. The Yankees trying to sweep this series with the world champion Tiger. Bomber ready. Curve is in there. Strike four. That nicked the outside corner of the plate. A good pitch by Spomber. One-on-one. with the glove on the knee, leans forward, hides the ball behind him. Now he sets. Very deliberate worker. The curve a little bit high, and what a bluff Kenny gave as though he was going to steal third. This is not a good spot to steal third, but he had free and jumping out behind his catcher's position. Tell you the way the Yankees have been running in this series, everybody's jittery out there. The infield is the pitcher, the catcher. Two balls, one strike on Roy White. Here's the pitch, swing and a foul back that counts even at two and two. Yankees have 12 stolen bases and 15 attempts so far this year. And in this series, they have stolen seven bases in eight attempts. And that's bound to make anybody jittery. Towns even at Roy White. Two and two. Spama kicks, delivers a curve, swing and a miss. He was fooled on a change-up curveball. And Spama gets himself a big strikeout. For the Yankees, no runs, a base hit, no errors, and a man left. And at the end of one half inning, the Yankees nothing, the Tigers coming to bat. Hi, this is Greg Morris for Vista. Volunteers in service to America. You know, they're a lot like our Mission Impossible Force. They're constantly running into problems. But unlike Mission Impossible, the Vista volunteer can't solve his problem in 60 minutes of time. 
Like the people on our show, he needs patience, understanding, and dedication. But he needs even more, because his job isn't glamorous. It isn't publicized. It isn't financially rewarding. It's just satisfying. It involves helping people help themselves to break the poverty cycle. And when you've helped people regain their pride and dignity, you've really done a year's work. That's what Vista's all about. Hard work, low pay, and some dedicated people. Find out if you're right for Vista. Find out if Vista's right for you. Vista. Drop us a card. That's V-I-S-T-A, Box A, Washington, D.C. V-I-S-T-A, Box A, Washington, D.C. Reminder that this program is authorized under rights granted by the New York Yankees solely for the entertainment of our audience. And any publication, reproduction, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game without the express consent of the New York Yankees is prohibited. Stan Bonson is on the mound. Stan is 1-0 this year, rookie of the year last year in the American League with a 17-12 record. His lifetime record against Detroit, one win and no defeats. Remember, he lost his first start against the Senators, but boy, did he start fast, striking out five of the first six men he faced. Bonson, six feet, two inches tall, 194 pounds, pitching to Dick McAuliffe. McAuliffe batting 286 on the air, a double, a triple, and two RBIs. Left-hand batter. On deck, Mickey Stanley. There's no score. We're in the bottom of the first inning. Here's Bonson's pitch, a fastball outside, ball one. Yankees, who opened the season Tuesday, have won three, lost two so far this year. Winning one of the three games in Washington and two for two here. Bonson's next pitch, strike on the outside corner. Don't forget that welcome home luncheon tomorrow at noon at the Grand Ballroom of the Waldorf Astoria. Joe Garagiola will be the MC. Mayor Lindsay will be there. Ted Williams. Bob Short, the owner of the Senators, all the Yankee players, manager, and coaches. A fastball right down the middle. One ball, two strikes. The one-two pitch is a curve foul at the plate. That was a good curve ball down around the knees. Well, it just got a piece of it. Grover Reisinger, coaching at third for Detroit, and Wally Moses over at first. Again, the one-two pitch. Curve fouled upstairs and out of play. Back into the crowd. From one fan's hand, easily into another. games to bring you later on. Red Sox had Cleveland. Cleveland yet to win a ball game. Red Sox failed to score in the top of the first. Stang against Tiant. White Sox at Seattle. Washington at Baltimore for a pair. Fastball just missed the outside corner. Man, that was close. 
Minnesota, another team which has yet to win a game. They've won none and lost four so far. They're playing at California later on, as is Kansas City at Oakland. And they have a doubleheader, Kansas City and Oakland. Now the 2-2 pitch. Fastball is low, 3-2. The Cardinals and the Mets, single game later on. Dodgers at Houston, Philadelphia at Pittsburgh, San Francisco at San Diego. Cincinnati at Atlanta for a pair. In the first game, it's Cloninger against Phil Negro. Three balls, two strikes. The payoff pitch to McCullough. Line drive, base hit the right field. Bill Robinson up with it. And McCullough is on with a leadoff single here in the bottom of the first inning. Yesterday it took the Tigers five and two-third innings before they got their first hit against Mel Stoudemire. The batter, Mickey Stanley. Mickey batting 278, a double a homer, three RBI. Pepitone holds the bag against McCullough. Stretched by Bonson. His curve is over, strike ball. Stanley steps back. On deck is Al Kaline. Bonson with a long look in at the sign. Here's the stretch as McCullough leads away. Fastball right down the middle, a good fastball. Quickly ahead of Mickey Stanley, 0-2. Play Stanley straight away. Mickey stands way up in front of the plate. Right-hand batter. Pitch inside, you could hear Larry Knapp yell, look out, and Stanley had to jump back out of the way. Bonson working very slowly out on the hill. His stretch. Fastball in the dirt. Nice scoop by uh, Jay Gibbs, and the count is even at two and two. Bonson was ahead of McAuliffe, worked the count to three and two before Dick singled. He was ahead of Stanley, 0 oh and two. Now it's two and two. He's trying to work on him. Ready for the two-two pitch? Here it is, and a bouncing ball is short. Michael comes in, goes the clock for one, back to first, not in time. That was a high bouncing ball. Gene Michael made a fine play as he came in on the infield grass and threw back across his body to Clark. They get the lead runner. A ball up is out of there. Stanley at first, the batter Al Kaline. Kaline batting 333, has a double, a homer, and three RBIs. Score on the bottom of the first inning. One out. Time is called by Larry Knapp. Now he's ready. On deck, Norm Cash. Stretch by Bonson. His pitch is fouled back upstairs out of play. Strike one. 
Stanley leads off first base. Watson stretches. Curve just a little bit low. One on one. Line, not down at the end of the bat. He chokes up about an inch. Really grips the bat tightly, though. Holds it almost straight up. Curve outside. Ball two, two and one. K-line, a good fastball hitter. Two balls and a strike on K-line. Stanley leads. Slow curve hit. jumps out to a two-to-nothing lead here in the bottom of the first inning. For K-Line, his second home run, he now has five RBIs. And Stan Bonson has now given up four home runs, and this is second game of the year. Cash takes the pitch, high ball one. Next pitch, fastball, ground ball up the middle. That'll be a base hit for Craig. Up with it fast, Jerry Kenny. And the Tigers starting to rip the ball today. The way they did in the first two games against Cleveland. Now Pepitone comes over. Gibbs walks out. That talk with Sam Bonson as Willie Horton comes up. Cash was hitting 333 as he hit that first pitch. A double and two RBIs. Willie Horton... Batting only 176, one homer and three RBIs. Gordon, a notorious slow starter. On deck, Jim Northrop. One out in the bottom of the first, Detroit leading two to nothing. and ready. Curve, bounce slowly to third. Mercer comes in, up with it. Has to go to first base. In time to get Horton moving to second on the play, Norm Cash. It's a nice play by Bobby Mercer. He's playing Horton deep, and the ball was hit off the end of the bat, and Bobby really had to charge it. But with that good arm of his, he nipped Horton. Two away in the batter, Jim Northrop. Northrop batting 154, one double, no RBI. Northrop was the man that broke up Stottlemyre's perfect game yesterday. That's the third no-hitter that Northrop has broken up in his career. And as Jim says, he wasn't too happy about it. He says, when a team doesn't win, you break up a no-hitter, it doesn't mean anything. Pitch to Northrop High, ball one. On deck, Bill Freehan.
2-0 Detroit leads with two out in the bottom of the first. Cash leads off second. Ponson's pitch high. Ball 2-2-0. Two, two Don't forget opening day at Yankee Stadium Tuesday, April 15th. The game time is 2 p.m. Senators will be in town with Ted Williams. And Paul Simon of Simon and Garfunkel fame will throw out the first ball. Billy Eckstein, who is currently starring at the Rainbow Room in New York City, will sing the national anthem. The next pitch to Northrop is high again, and it's ball three. Three and all. Ponson's 3-0 delivery. Strike call. Northrop ready to throw the bat away. Start down first. Seemed a little surprised when Larry Knapp called out a strike. Bonson's 3-1 delivery. That one's high. Ball four. Bonson's first walk of the ball game. And Bill Free in the batter. And he's the hottest hitter for the Tigers right now. Batting 467. A double, two homers, and six RBI. Fred Talbot getting a hurry-up call in the Yankee bullpen starts loosening up. Green is the seventh Tiger to bat here in the first inning. Northrop at first, Cash at second with two out. Detroit leading 2-0, bottom of the first. Bonson's pitch, high and tight, ball one. Bonson gets the ball, rubs it up, goes to the rosin bag. Fastball is high. Ball two. Yeah. Two balls, no strikes. Pepitone again comes in. Some words of encouragement to Stan Bunsen. fans first time they've had a chance to get excited in this series check swing and a tie ball three three and nothing so Bonson since the home run by Kaline well, seems to be a little shaken up hasn't quite regained his composure out on the mound on deck is done work see if they have friends swinging away on the 3-0 pitch he takes it a tie, ball four, and the bases are loaded, and here comes Ralph Hawk out of the Yankee dugout. In a hurry. Tigers have scored two runs on K-Line's two-run shot in the upper deck and left center. And a single by Cash after Horton bounced the third, a walk to Norfolk, a walk to Freyan, and Hawk is out to the mound to talk to his young right-hand pitcher. While Ralph's out there, Trying to calm Bonson down. A reminder that a new service for Yankee fans from Long Island is in effect. Express bus service will be available for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday games. Buses will leave two hours before game time. 
from the Walt Whitman Shopping Center in South Huntington, the Mid-Island Plaza in Hicksville, the Roosevelt Field Shopping Center in Garden City. And then the buses will leave the stadium one half hour after the game. All right, Don Worth, the eighth tank at a bat here in the first inning. Worth batting 188. No extra base hits, one RBI. A little right-hand batter. Bonson Wine. His pitch right in there. Strike one call. On deck, the pitcher, Joe Spama. Cash at third. Northrop at second. Three in at first. Bonson's next pitch just outside. One on one. Wally Moses yelling in from the coaching box at first. The one-one pitch is a curve in there. Strike two. Don Word a little unhappy with that call as he turns around. Looks at Larry Knapp. A ball and two strikes. It's a big man for Bonson to get out of there. Very happy to get out with just two runs being scored in this inning. The pitch, a curve, that's high. Two and two. Stan has been very high in this first inning. He goes to the rosin bag, fires it down on the ground. The 2-2 pitch. Inside ball three. And now the runners will be going. Three and two and two out. And let's see if Stan pitches from a set position or whether he'll wind up. If he winds up, they get a good running jump. It's possible for free and a score on a long single. He's going to take the windup, I believe. Yes, he is. There they go. The payoff pitch is high. Ball four and a run is forced across the plate. Dan Bonson gives up his third consecutive walk here in the bottom of the first, an RBI for Don Wirt. Bringing in Norm Cash. And now the ninth batter of the inning, Joe Spalmer, and Grover Reesinger goes up to tell him, don't be over-anxious. The young man's a little wild up there. Take a pitch. Spalmer up for his first time this year. So Detroit leads three to nothing. Here's the pitch to Spama. He takes, almost hits him, ball one. We told you, since the home run by K-Line, Bonson has been visibly shaken. Not the Bonson we know. Now he does some stretching exercises, reaches down, touches his toes. The 1-0 pitch. High and inside, ball two, two and nothing. He hasn't come close to home plate. You know, Spalmer is not going to swing, possibly until he gets two strikes called. He crouches over the plate. Bonson delivers. Strike one called. That one cut the plate belt high. Reasons you're looking in at Mayo Smith to see what he wants him to do, whether to take or hit. 
The 2-1 pitch. He swings and fouls it back. 2-2. Two and two. two balls, two strikes. Two men out. Bases loaded. Tigers leading 3-0 in the bottom of the first. Here's the 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Whoop! He did not swing and miss. He checked his swing in time, and it's 3-2. and two. He started after that ball and held up somehow. Three balls, two strikes. Again, the runners will be going. And Bonson steps back. Now he looks in for the sign. The runners go. The 3-2 pitch. Foul. Out of play. We got to do it all over again. I want to tell you, Don Wirt had rounded second before Spama swung at that pitch. Bonson, of course, can uh, not worry about holding runners on. His control has been so bad in this first inning. He just wants to get that ball over and let Spamas swing at it. Again, the 3-2 pitch, the runners go. Fouled it off again over the roof, and we got to do it all over again. And that was a borderline pitch on whether that would have been a ball or a strike. Right now, we pause for station identification. Bill Edwardson here, Monday through Friday at 7 in the morning and 1 in the afternoon on WGY Schenectady, New York. the runners are back. Palmer in the batter's box. Bonson looking for the sign. They go. The pitch. High fly to right field. That should end the inning. Bill Robinson moves in. He's under it and makes the catch. So nine men went to the plate for Detroit. They scored three runs on three hits. There were no Yankee errors and three men left. And at the end of one full inning, it's Detroit 3 and the Yankees nothing. The next time you stop at your participating Atlantic station, be sure to take a good look at the beautiful fine china your dealer is offering at a very low price. So low, you wouldn't believe it was possible to purchase fine china at such a price. But you can, and this fine china called Royal Elegance compares with china that costs many times the price. It's our value at all participating Atlantic stations. With each purchase of eight gallons of gasoline, you can buy a four-piece place setting of Royal Elegance at an unbelievable low price. This offer may vary in some states, but this beautiful fine china will never vary in its translucent, delicate beauty. Each place setting consists of a cup and saucer, dinner plate, and bread and butter plate. Charge your place settings on your Atlantic Richfield credit card if you like. Stop in today and take a look at Royal Elegance. Then take some home. Royal Elegance is worth a trip to your Atlantic station, believe me. Speaking of today, the Yankee Stadium ticket office is open today for you fans who might be in the car enjoying a ride on Sunday afternoon. Why don't you stop in? It's open till 5 p.m. Pick up your tickets for the opening day game or the opening series against Washington or any series you would like during the year. For the Yankees, Joe Pepitone steps in. 
Pepe batting 318. Two doubles a homer, four RBI. Joe Spama pitching, and you hear the fans, how they greet Pepe. Mixture, chorus of cheers and boos. All right, the Yankees trail 3-0 here in the top of the second. Here's Spama's pitch, a curve foul back against the screen, strike one. Pepe was interviewed on local TV here in Detroit. He says, I don't care if the fans boo me just so they recognize me. He's very frank about it. He says he wants to be recognized. He wants to be liked. Swing and a miss at a low fastball. Strike two. Nothing in two. The short right field porch here in Tiger Stadium has a lot of the left-hand hitters trying to pull outside pitches. It's very inviting. It's only 325 down the line and doesn't go out too rapidly. 370 in the power alley in right center. Two-strike pitch. A little high. A ball and two strikes. Joe digging in. Slight crouch at the plate. Bomb is curve is lined to right field a base hit and boy did Pepe wait on that high curveball. Beautiful execution that time up there by Pepitone. He drilled a single, one hop at a K line and right. And now a young man who's having his troubles getting started, Bill Robinson. He's been up 18 times with one hit, one RBI, batting 056. been playing a fine defensive game in right field, but he's been bothered by the breaking pitches here early in the year. Spring training, he was really whipping the bat. All right, Cash holds the bag against Pepitone. Here's the stretch by Spama. Pitch to Robinson. On the outside corner, strike call. Spama stretches. The pitch to Robbie's foul back as he crowded him with a fastball. Yankees have been hitting the ball well all year here in Detroit in the first two games. They had 21 hits. We got two more in this game so far. We're only in the top of the second inning. All right, 0 and 2 count to Bill Robinson. Curve in the dirt, blocked nicely by Fran. Boy, that hit home plate, and Bill just let it hit his chest protector and roll out in front of him. No advance. Yankees have gotten their share of runs in the first five games, 31 of them. That's uh, an average of better than six per game. Pepitone leads off first. Spama's pitch is a curve just inside. Boy, that one just missed. Had Robbie leaning away as the ball broke in. Evens the count at two and two. On deck, Jake Gibbs. Never have enough runs in this ballpark. What do you need? A couple of base hits, a walk, and that long ball, you're right back in the ballgame. 
curved low again, and now it's a 3-2 count. So Robbie was behind 0-2, has run the string out. Three balls, two strikes. The way the Yankees have been running, I would almost have to say that Pepitone will be running on the pitch, even though the Yankees trail 3 to nothing. All right, we'll wait and see. Pepe leads away. Here's the stretch. He's going. Fastball outside, ball four. And Joe, ready to slide, gets the stand-up sign from Mickey Stanley. Well, the Yankees are running ball club. And boy, that makes it exciting when you know your team is going to run even though they're behind. It makes the other defensive team play a different ball game. Here's Jake Gibbs. Jake is 5 for 14, batting 357, a double and an RBI. Nobody out. And the top of the second, the Yankees trailing 3 nothing. Pepitone has two stolen bases this year. All right, Spalmer ready. His pitch high and tight, ball one. Pepe got both his stolen bases right here in Detroit in the same ball game. One was on a beautiful fadeaway slide. The throw had beaten him. Pepe faded away and evaded the tag and grabbed the bag with his hand. He was happy about that slide. The 1-0 pitch, high ball, 2 to nothing. So, Joe Spominow. Getting a little wild, as Stan Bonson did in the first inning. Brian walked out towards the mound. Said something to Spomer. Two balls, no strikes to count. On deck, Gene Michael. Here's the stretch by Sparma. The fastball is just there, knee-high. A good pitch by Sparma. Two balls and a strike. Neil Smith, the Tiger skipper, was saying this outfield is really rough. All outfields are this time of year, especially where a football team is played during the winter. They resod it, and with the cold weather, it hasn't had time to really catch there's a bouncing ball to second. Perfect double play ball. McCullough tags the run. It throws the first double play. Bill Robinson could not stop. And McCullough with a heads-up play. Tagged Robinson and threw to first for the double play. Had Robbie been able to stop just for a fraction of a second, McCullough would not have been able to make the double play. So it's two out, and here's Gene Michael. Gene is two for seven. A double... Batting 286. Pepitone moved to third on the double play. Well, that was a big play for Sparmer. Pitch to Michael. He runs up to Bunt, takes a strike. That would have been a good play, but it was a curveball, and Gene was a little bit out in front. Pepitone was alerted by Dick Hauser, the third base coach. Next pitch to Michael. High, one-on-one. Mickey Lolich is up and throwing in the Tiger bullpen. Neil Smith said that he was going to put Lolich in the bullpen and relieve with him if need be. Mickey will be going into the service shortly for a two-week stint. The one-one delivery. High ball, two, two-on-one.
Dan Bonson on deck. There are two out. Detroit leads three to nothing. We're in the top of the second. Cleveland's leading Boston one to nothing at the end of one. Pittsburgh leading the Phillies one to nothing into two. The pitch a little bit high. Ball three. Three and one. Cincinnati at Atlanta. No score into one. Those are the only scores we have right now. Three balls and a strike. Callup comes in. I have a little talk with Sparman. Sure, Ralph Hawk will be having Michael swinging away if the ball is near the plate. Bonson scheduled to be the next batter. Yankees want to pick up a run here. Here's the 3-1 pitch. Fastball is low, ball four. So Michael gets a base on balls. That's the second walk given up. So you can see how important that double play was to Joe Sparmer. Single and two walks in this inning, but the double play sandwiched in between. The Yankees have runners at first and third. Two out. And Stan Bonson, the batter. Stan was up one time in Washington without a base hit. Cash not holding Michael too close to first base. Pepitone leads off third. Pitch to Bonson inside, almost hit him, ball one. Tiger outfield, not deep on Bonson. Spalmer stretches. Pitch is outside, ball two. Two or nothing. Mayo Smith now, the Tiger manager, is uh, hustling out to the mound. So Mayo out there with Bill Freeman. While Mayo is out there and Larry Knapp goes out to try and break up the huddle, a reminder, the Yankees are proud to announce that the third annual fraternal night will be held by the New York State free and accepted Masons and the Knights of Columbus at Yankee Stadium Friday night, June 13th. The approximately 20,000 members of both outstanding groups will attend the Yankee-Seattle game. A colorful field program. The Yankees look forward to welcoming the Masons and the Knights of Columbus on June 13th. All right, Joe Spalmer gets ready. Two balls, no strikes on Bonson. His pitch, high ball three. Three and all on deck, Horace Clark. So you know Bonson's going to be taken here, and possibly the next pitch should Spalmer make this one a strike. Here it is, and it's a strike on the inside corner. Three balls and a strike. Michael at first, Pepitone at third, Tigers leading 3-0, top of the second. Here's the stretch. The pitch, high ball four, and the bases are loaded. So that's the third walk given up by Sparma in this inning. Bonson walked three in the first inning, and it cost him a run. Horace Clark now the batter. Horace bounced to first base. His first time at bat. We told you Horace has hit in each of the first five ball games the Yankees have played. 
Bonson with the jacket on at first. Gene Michael at second. Joe Pepitone at third. Palmer is pitching from a set position now. He could take the windup. He stretches. His pitch, a bouncing ball to catch. He backs up. He's got it. Flips to Spama in time for the out. And Clark, after he had walked two men in a row, went after that first pitch and bounced out first baseman to the pitcher covering. For the Yankees, no runs, a base hit, no errors, three men left. And now, at the end of an inning and a half, it's the Tigers three, the Yankees nothing. How many times have you stopped for gasoline and then after driving away realized that you forgot to have the windshield clean and that it might have been a good idea to check the oil? An Atlantic Red Bull dealer would never let that happen. He'd have cleaned the windshield without being asked. And he'd have reminded you about the oil, too, because that's part of the Red Bull dealer guarantee. It goes like this. An Atlantic Red Bull dealer will always clean your windshield, weather permitting, and offer to check the oil or he'll refund the cost of your gasoline. The offer may vary in some states, but the service never varies. So, if you're inclined to be a little absent-minded at times, like most of us, that's one good reason to look for the red ball sign. If you're interested in service that's 100% reliable, that's an even better reason to drive in for Atlantic Red Ball Dealer service. So good, it's guaranteed to every customer, every time. Bottom of the second, it'll be the top of the order for the Tigers. Dick McAuliffe, who single right field. His first time up will be the batter. So the Yankees had a chance there as they loaded the bases. Same as Detroit. Each team left three men stranded. Mickey Stanley on deck. At the end of two now, it's Cleveland one and the Red Sox nothing. At the end of two, Pirates one and the Phillies nothing. Should be a dandy, the Cardinals and the Mets. Bob Gibson against Tom Seaver. Pitch to McCullough. Strike one. Play McAuliffe straight away. The one strike pitch is a curve swing and a foul tip, strike two. And Bonson throws that curve overhand and breaks down, it's a dandy. But when he comes sort of three quarters, it's kind of a flat curve. And that's the one that's been getting him in trouble. Two quick strikes on McAuliffe. Fastball is low, ball one. Tigers three, Yankees nothing, bottom of the second. All right, Bonson gets the sign from Gibbs. Delivers it, pop foul, but going back into the stands and out of play. Mercer cannot get to it.
One ball, two strikes. Nobody out, nobody on. Bonson delivers again. Curve in there, strike three, called. And he really broke off a beauty there. First strikeout for Bonson. Mickey Stanley bounced into a force play his first time up. His speed uh, proved to be very valuable to the Tiger cause. Had they been able to double him up at first, Tigers would have had only one run of the first inning. Here's Bonson's pitch to Stanley. Line drive, that's going to be extra bases in the corner in right field. Bouncing off the wall. And Stanley will be in with a stand-up double. Boy, he really went with that pitch just inside the right field foul line. One bounce against the 325-foot sign. And that brings up that man, Al Kaline, who hit a tremendous homer in the upper deck and left center field. Mickey Stanley, that's his second double of the year. Bonson's curve in there, strike one call on deck, Norm Cash. One man out, Stanley leads off second. Stretch by Bonson. Curve in the air, get this one, Kenny, he's got a beat on it. And left center, he's there. Makes the catch, tagging up as Stanley's going to go for third, and he's going to make it. The ball was hit deep enough to allow Stanley to tag up and move to third base. And that ball was hit in the same direction as K-Line's last home run, but he didn't quite get all the good wood on that one. Two out, here's Norm Cash, singled up the middle his first time up. Later came around to score. deck, Willie Horton. Mickey Stanley at third with two men out. Got a big lead at third. Bonson winds. Curve is over, strike call. That time, Bonson paid no attention whatsoever to Mickey Stanley. Now he gives him a quick glance. Another one. Stanley moving down the line. Bluff's going, then stops. Fastball is just a little bit low. One-on-one. Gibbs and Bonson didn't think it was low. Cash deep in the box with an open stance. Here's the wind-up. Fastball is high ball two, two one. Two out. Bonson ready. Strike on the outside corner, and the count is even at two and two. 
Cash really chews that gum, I tell you. Big water bubble gum, and he goes to town on it. The curve is popped up in a shallow right field. Bill Robinson moving under it. Comes in and makes the catch. So for Detroit in the bottom of the second. No runs, a base hit, no errors, a man left. The score at the end of two full innings. The Tigers three and the Yankees nothing. I am the mother of an 18-year-old boy who is a high school graduate. I must inform you about the tremendous popularity your program is enjoying in Hungary. Almost everyone in the country listens. There are two communist radio stations, Budapest 1 and Budapest 2, but the people prefer Radio Free Europe and call it Budapest 3. The popularity of your program compels the comrades in Hungary to produce something similar but they know very well that their efforts to copy you are doomed in advance to fail. This letter is one of hundreds Radio Free Europe receives from young people who look to RFA for uncensored news. To listeners in East Europe, Radio Free Europe is the in-sound from outside. For facts about RFA in East Europe, write Radio Free Europe, Box 1969, Mount Vernon, New York. For the Yankees, Jerry Kenny, who single to left field, his first time up will lead it off here in the top of the third. The Yankees trail three to nothing. It'll be Kenny, Mercer, and White. All right, Joe Spama, ready? Pitch to Kenny is a curve, a little bit outside, ball one. Palmer was sharp in the first inning, a little wild in the second when he walked three. Fastball bounced to first base. Cash comes in, fair ball, picks it up, steps on the bag. Good play by Cash. Had he not charged that ball, it would have bounced foul. And he got it before it hit the ground on the short hop. Here's Bobby Mercer. Bobby flied to center field his first time up. He hit it deep enough so that Kenny at first could tag up and move to second. Bobby has it in five consecutive ball games. Leads the Yankees with nine base hits. Outside, ball one. Bobby right down the end of that bat. Curve is over. One on one. Bobby with that overly closed stance crouches at the plate. One one pitch, another curve, bounce foul down the first baseline as Elton Howard runs in to pick it up. Ellie looks it over before flipping it back to Sparma. Cardinals have gone out in front of the Mets two to nothing at the end of one. One out, nobody on. Ball and two strikes to count to Bobby Mercer. Pitch by Sparmer. Big curve hit in the air to left field. Willie Horton. Plenty of room under it. Now backs up, but makes the catch as the wind got a hold of it. 
Two men are out, and Roy White, who struck out his first time up the bat. Tigers have four hits and three runs. The Yankees, two hits, no runs. Palmer delivers to White. It's in there. Strike call. Two out. Nobody on. Slow curve is high. One and one. Palmer. Palmer. Actually, Palmer has a palm ball. That he throws once in a while, watching him warming up just below it. Curve low and inside. Two balls and a strike. On deck, Joe Pepitone. The 2 1 curve in the dirt bounces off Sheehan's shin guard back to the screen. And right now on Yankee Baseball, we pause for station identification. Join me, Harry Downey, weekdays 10 to 11.30 a.m. here on WGY 810 on your dial, Schenectady. Sparmer's pitch is strike two call, and White has started down to first base. He doesn't believe it. Hands on his hips, smiling at Larry Knapp. Roy thought the pitch was outside. Now it's a full count. Here's the payoff pitch. Drive foul to right field. Oh, a fan reached over the railing, got it on his meat hands, and that has to stink. And the worst part is that the ball dropped back onto the playing field. Didn't even get the foul. And listen to the fans boo the special down there. That's his job. Listen, mind if the fans get it when it goes in the stands. Again, a 3-2 pitch. High, ball four, and White is on with a base on balls. That's the fourth walk given up by Sparmer, and here's Pepitone, who lined a single right his first time at bat. Pepe picked up his first home run of the year here in Tiger Stadium. An upper deck job in right center. White at first with two out. Pitch to Pepitona. Curve hit deep. That's gone if it stays there and it's gonna. Oh no! Holy cow, that missed by a hair of hitting the foul ball the upper deck in right field. Doug got it. Pepitone hit a curveball that looked like a cinch to stay fair. At the worst hit the foul ball and it just missed. Oh, it's been a long home run to the stadium. Remember, it's 325 here at the stadium. It's just 296 down the right field line. Oh, Pepe just missed getting the Yankees one run behind. All right, one strike on Joe. Another curve, this one high and away, one and one. On deck, Bill Robinson. 
Illinois White at first with two out. Detroit leads three to nothing, top of the third. Palmer stretches. The fastball is high, ball two. Palmer sets himself on the mound. It's to Pepe. Drive off, catch his leg. That'll be a double at least. White might score. They might wave him in. And they hold him up. No, they hold him up. Pepitone's at second. That's got to be a double. And that cash is going to have the imprint of an American League ball all over his body. He did a great job in turning his body sideways to block it. But it kicked all the way down the right field line. Roy White, with an outside shot to score, was held up by Dick Hauser. And I thought it was a very smart play on Hauser's part. That's got to go as a base hit for Pepitone, a double a right field. And the batter now, Bill Robinson, who walked his first time up. Man, I tell you, Pepe creamed that one. It is a base hit. That's three hits for the Yankees. All right, Spama, into the windup. It's to Robbie, a curve inside, ball one on deck, Jake Gibbs. Pepitone, kidding Cash, telling him to get out of the way when he hits him. Cash is not smiling, I tell you, he was hit hard. The 1-0 pitch, high ball two, almost a wild pitch, 2-0. Mickey Lolich gets up again in the Tiger bullpen. Some of the Yankees have won the first two games of this three-game series. Here's the 2-0 pitch. Ground ball at second base. McAuliffe is there, up with it. Throws to first in time for the out. So again, Spalmer gets out of a jam. The Yankees, no runs, a base hit. Nowhere is two men left. And the score at the end of two and a half innings, Detroit three, the Yankees nothing. Smoking, excess weight, and high blood pressure are three characteristics that more than double the risk of fatal coronary heart disease. Smoking 10 or more cigarettes daily increases the risk 62%, high blood pressure 58%, and overweight 33%. These facts were reported by NIH National Heart Institute scientists after reviewing the college health records of 50,000 college students. The scientists evaluated the three factors for their subsequent cumulative effects on death in later years from coronary heart disease, specifically in the 24-44 and 45-64 age brackets. Further evidence is added as a result of this study to the strong statistical relationship of the three principal characteristics of the coronary profile and development of premature heart disease. This study is but one of many medical research projects supported by the National Institutes of Health. The bottom of the third will have Willie Horton, Jim Northrup, and Bill Friend to face Stan Bonson. The Yankees trailing three to nothing. There'll be a lot of men left on base if this game continues like this. In uh, three innings, the Yankees have left six. In two innings, the Tigers have left four. 
Hard Willie Horton, who bounced to third base his first time up as the batter. Outfield deep on Willie Horton. Here's Bonson's pitch, a fastball bounce foul. That's Grover Reesinger down towards the bullpen, strike one. Willie Horton, 5'10", 195 pounds. 36 home runs last year. Ground ball to third foul. Again down by the bullpen. Nothing in two on Horton. World Series, Willie batted 304 with seven hits, a double, a triple, a homer. Five RBI. The two-strike pitch. Curve. Oh, man. Gibbs started to throw to third. Bonson thought he had it. Now Gibbs asked Larry Knapp where it was, and Larry waves outside. Jim Northrop on deck. Fastball popped up. Gibbs has a shot at it in foul territory. He's got it. Bonson crowded him with the fastball, and Willie Horton fouled it right off the hands. Here's Northrop, who walked in the first inning. At the end of three, it's Cleveland one and the Red Sox nothing. At the end of two of the first game, Washington nothing, Baltimore nothing. In the National League, at the end of two, it's the Cardinals two and the Mets nothing. We'll give you a complete rundown. Uh, at the end of this half inning. Pitchers and home runs, etc. Pirates are leading the Phillies, one nothing end of three. Curve bounces short. Michael Lewis left, has it. Underhand flip to Pepitone, and it's two out. That brings up Bill Freeman, who walks his first time up. out, nobody on. 3-0 Detroit leading. Bonson's first pitch to Freeman. A curve that's over. Strike call. Freeman really crowds that plate. Curve a little low this time, one on one. One ball, one strike, two out. Bonson kicks, his curve is low again, ball two, two one. We're in the bottom of the third. The Tigers scored all three runs in the first inning. 
Home run by Kaline with a man on and a walk with the bases loaded. In there, a good fastball, two and two. Bonson checks the sign with Gibbs. Two-two pitches low. Full count. Three and two. Brian digs in. The payoff pitch. Ground ball to first base. Peppers on up with the wheels around. Throws to Bonson in time to get free. He dropped it. Wait a minute, he held it long enough or didn't he? No, he dropped it. He had the ball as he stepped on first and then dropped the ball. And it goes as an error to Bonson. He had plenty of time. As Pepitone had given it to him in plenty of time. So Bonson charged with the error. And the batter, Don Word, who walked in the first inning. It was worst walk with the bases loaded. That forced in the run. That's the first error of the ball game. Stretched by Bonson. Word takes a curve, low ball one. Stretch, the curve, hits his bat, and again, Pepitone will take it. He's going to take it himself, and he does for the unassisted foot out. He tried to check his swing, bounced one to Joe, and so Joe, instead of throwing new, Bonson made it himself. Four Detroit, no runs, no hits, one Yankee error, one man left. And at the end of three full innings, it's Detroit, three runs, four hits, no errors. The Yankees, no runs, three hits, one error. Boston at Cleveland. The Red Sox now leading 2-1, to one, playing the top of the fourth as Petroselli is homing in the fourth with a man on, staying against Tian. Chicago at Seattle, later start. Washington to Baltimore, no score end of two. Coleman against Palmer, that's first game for doubleheader. Minnesota at California, later start. Kansas City at Oakland, a doubleheader, later start. Cardinals, two, Mets, nothing end of two. Gibson against Seaver. Cubs, two, Montreal, nothing end of one. Stoneman against Ham. Dodgers at Houston. San Francisco at San Diego, a later start. It's the Phillies three and the Pirates one at the end of four. Wise against Blast. Alex Johnson homing in the fourth with one on for the Phillies. Willie Stargell in the second with nobody on for the Pirates. It's Cincinnati nothing, Atlanta nothing into three and a half. Cloninger for Cincinnati. Bill Negro for Atlanta. And that's the first game of a twin bill. Here at Detroit's Tiger Stadium, it's Detroit three. The Yankees nothing as we get ready to go in the top of the fourth inning. And coming in now, getting himself all ready to bring you a thrilling description of the middle three innings. Here's our big Marine who's going to be at Yankee Stadium here, that commercial, Frank Messer. Frank, all yours. Well, thank you very much, Phil Rizzuto, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Tigers have built up a 3-0 lead through the first three innings. And now the Yankees in the fourth will lead things off with Jake Gibbs. 
First pitch is in there for a strike. Joe Sparma had to struggle a little bit, but he's leading. Ground ball back to Sparma, the pitcher. He's got it, throws over to Cash in plenty of time to retire Gibbs, one out. Sparma has uh, given up three hits and walked four in the game. The Yankees have had him under pressure the last two innings, but he's worked out of it. Dick McAuliffe came up with a big play in the ball game for Detroit. On a ball hit by Gibbs back in the second, but he turned it into a double play. Tagged Robinson and threw to first. Here's Gene Michael. Drew a walk his first time up and takes a pitch high, ball one. We're in the top of the fourth. Sparma deals, Michael looks, and a strike is called. One pitch, over but low. One out, nobody on, and the pitch to Michael is upstairs. Three balls, one strike. Gene steps back, looks down to Dick Hauser, the third base coach. Stan Bonson is on deck. Sparma throws, it's low, ball four, and Michael draws his second walk of the game. Interesting, I think, to note that Michael, filling in for Trash at shortstop, has been on base in five of his six plate appearances over the last two games. Had two hits yesterday, also reached on a fielder's choice. And today has walked twice. Stan Bonson, the batter, with one out. They look for a bunt. He squares and he bunts it. Foul down the third baseline. Stan Bonson, one of the game's better bunters. Bonson led the club in sacrifices last year. He bunts this one down the first base, the first base side. It's a beauty. Cash picks it up, throws to first, throws him out. And Gene Michael, on the sacrifice, moves to second. Cash to McAuliffe to retire Bonson. Two down and Horace Clark, the batter. Bonson last year had 10 sacrifices. I think the next highest was Fritz Peterson with five. Ars Clark is 0 for 2. Twice is grounded out to cash unassisted. Sparma kicks and throws. Strike call. Clark takes it across the letters.
No activity in either bullpen, although both have been active earlier in the game. Farmer rocks and fires. Clark fouls it back. No balls, two strikes to Horse. Two years ago, Clark led the Yankees in hitting and led the American League second baseman in fielding. Ralph Hoff, the Yankee manager, of course, hopeful that Clark can regain that form. Hoff feels that the winter's rest could help Clark a lot. He did not play winter ball for the first time, I believe, in 10 years. Two-strike pitch coming to him. Michael at second, two outs. Farmer rocks and throws way high. One ball and two strikes. Farmer has given up five walks in the game. One-two pitch. Outside. And it's two balls, two strikes. Had that been a strike, Clark might have tried to gone to left field with it because the shortstop, Mickey Stanley, had just moved with the pitch over behind the runner, Gene Michael, leaving a hole at short. 2-2 delivery. It's high again, ball three, full count. Farmer through the first four innings has thrown a lot of pitches in this ball game. He's walked five, he's struck out one. Down to several full counts. Here's the pay pitch. Fly ball hit out into left. Willie Horton should have no trouble with it. Makes the catch and the side is retired. For the Yankees in the fourth, no runs, no hits. There were no Detroit errors, and one man is left on base. At the end of three and a half, the score is Detroit three, the Yankees nothing. Your Atlantic dealer is bringing you fine china from across the sea. Elegant, delicate, beautiful. China you'll be proud to display on your table. But the big, big news is this. This excitingly beautiful china is yours for a fantastically low price. Lower than you'd believe possible. Now, through an exclusive offer at participating Atlantic dealers, you can purchase a four-piece plate setting of fine china at an exceptionally low price with each eight gallons of gasoline. This offer may vary in some states. Each four-piece plate setting consists of a cup, saucer, dinner plate, and bread and butter plate. We call this fine china Royal Elegance. Each delicate piece captures the beauty and good taste that sets itself for many, many times the price. Accessory pieces to complete your fine china set can also be purchased if you're participating Atlantic dealer for an amazing low price. And if you'd like to charge your Royal Elegance dishes on your Atlantic Richfield credit card, will be our guest. Start collecting your sets of fine china today. Royal Elegance is worth going after. Well, the Yankees are proud to announce a new service for Yankee fans on Long Island Way. Express bus service available for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday games. Buses will leave two hours before game time from the Walt Whitman Shopping Center, South Huntington, Mid-Island Plaza in Hicksville, and the Roosevelt Field Shopping Center in Garden City. The buses will leave the stadium one half hour after the game to take you back to the point of departure. The pitcher, Joe Sparma, leads off for Detroit, bottom half of the fourth inning. Right-hand hitter, 
And Bonson's curve is in for a strike. Next pitch. Bounced foul off the plate and back to the left side. No balls, two strikes on Sparma. Dave, the weather in New York is like the weather here in Detroit. I know a lot of folks are out uh, riding around today, and if you're uh, cruising around the stadium area, the advanced ticket office at the stadium will be open for another two hours and six minutes or so. Check swing foul to the right side this time. Tickets available at the stadium today and every Sunday throughout the season. Advanced ticket window open from 10 in the morning until 5 in the afternoon. 0-2 pitch again to Sparma. Inside with a fastball. Bonson winds and draws. Oh, he just missed with that one. Looked like it had the outside corner, but maybe just a bit high. Two balls, two strikes, says plate umpire Larry Knapp. And the 2-2 pitch. Foul to the seats off the first base side. Yankees opening on the road. So far, they've won three and lost two. Last year, after the first five games, the Yankees had won one and lost four. It's a new season. Fastball swung on and missed by Sparma, strike three. That is the second strikeout for Bonson. Now the top of the order, Dick McAuliffe. Single in the first inning, was called out on strikes in the second. McAuliffe is one for two. Left-hand hitter, he takes low, ball one. Mercer plays him very wide of the line at third and back about one step off the infield grass. Another breaking ball, this time it's low. Two balls, no strikes. Outfield pretty much straight away against McAuliffe. Shortstop Gene Michael shades towards second, and Horace Clark is also over towards second. The infield plays him up the middle. Full windup, 2-0 pitch, in the dirt in front of the plate. Three balls and no strikes. Since the first inning, when the Tigers scored their three runs on two singles, a home run by K-Line, and three walks, Bonson has allowed only one hit. He gets a strike in, and McAuliffe was under wraps. Three and one. Bonson looks down the lane to Gibbs. The wind up, the kick, and the pitch. Curb ball is low, ball four. So McCullough draws a walk. 
The fourth walk given up by Bonson. The other three were in a row in the first inning to Northrop, Freehan, and to Work. And the walk to Work forced in a run. Here's Mickey Stanley. Been a base runner twice, reached on a force play in the first inning, and doubled in the second. Right-hand batter. Runner goes, pitches inside for a ball, throw to second base. Michael makes the tag. Out at second. Gibbs throw, right on the mark, came up on a short hop to Michael. Gene grabbed it cleanly and slapped the tag on McAuliffe. Pitch to Stanley was inside for a ball as Jake Gibbs throws out McAuliffe trying to steal. Good throw by Gibbs. Got it down there in a hurry and a good play by Michael. There's a pitch low and it gets through Gibbs rolling toward the backstop. Two balls and no strikes on Stanley. a beautiful day here in Detroit. It was 61 degrees at game time. 2-0 pitch. Check swing and a strike call. 2-1. Bonson winds and deals way up high. Three balls and one strike. Boston is leading Cleveland 2-1 in the fifth. Baltimore leading Washington 2-0 in the fourth. Cards lead the Mets 2-0 in the fourth. Bonson's pitch. Check swing. High ball four and Stanley is on. The fifth walk allowed by Stan Bonson. And the crowd applauds the appearance of Al Kaline. Kaline hit his second home run of the young season back in the first inning with Stanley on base to get the Tigers off to a 2-0 lead. His home run went to the upper deck in left center about 390 feet. There's a pitch in the dirt, gets away from Gibbs, and down the second goes Stanley. ball is going to be charged to Jake Gibbs. He tried to smother that one in the dirt, and it got through him. And a pass ball has been charged. There's one up high this time, and it's two balls, no strikes to Kaline. Two out, Stanley at second. Two and nothing to K-Line. Bonson fires, and K-Line takes a strike. Let her high in the inside corner. Two and one now to Al. On New York Yankee baseball right now, let's pause for station identification. 
This is Jerry Ducey. Dial Nightline any weeknight, and I'll be listening on WGY Schenectady. Here's the 2-1 pitch to Kaline. He hits it on the ground to third. Mercer boots it. Has no play off the heel of his glove. Stanley is safe at third, and Kaline reaches first. An error will be charged to Mercer, and that's the second Yankee error in the ballgame. Ground ball is seemed to kick off the heel of Mercer's glove. He could not capture it. So the Tigers have runners at first and third, and Norm Cash will step in. Cash singled in the first inning and scored run number three for Detroit. Bonson is over the high with the pitch. Ball one. Bonson steps back off the rubber, touches the rosin bag, toes in again and looks for the sign. Stanley at third, Kaline at first, pitches line down the right field base, Stanley is in the score, Kaline around second, heading for third, Cash holds at first base with a single, and the Tigers lead four to number. Gets up again on the Yankee bullpen. He warmed up in the first inning. The batter is Willie Horton. With runners again at first and third and a run across. Tigers now have five hits in the game. Bonson to Horton. High ball one. Levitol at first, holding against Norm Cash. Mercer playing a deep third. Clark shaded towards second, and Michael over in the hole against the pull hitting Willie Horton. Roy White very deep in left. Kenny over toward the alley in left center, and Robinson toward the alley in right center. The pitch. Check swing foul. Loop back into the seats, and the count is evened up, and a ball on a strike. Cubs lead Montreal 4-0 in the third inning. Phillies lead Pittsburgh 3-1 in the sixth. We gave you the other scores a moment ago. Bonson with a 1-1 pitch to Horton. Here it comes. It's high. Ball two. Two and one. Jim Northrup is out on deck. man in the American League they had more home runs last year than Willie Horton was a fellow named Frank Howard. Howard had 44, Horton had 36. The pitch to him. High pop foul out of play to the seats down the left side.
Horton off to a very slow start this year. He's had but three hits in 19 trips. Yesterday, following the game, he stayed around for 15 or 20 minutes and took extra batting practice. Don McMahon, one of the front-line relievers for the Tigers, stayed around and pitched the batting practice to Horton. Trying to get the big fellow off to a start. The pitch to him. Foul back. Two balls, two strikes. That ball came back with such velocity, it came right through the screen. Bonson looks down to Gibbs. Runners edge away. K-line from third. Cash from first. 2-2 two -two pitch. High. Ball three and a full count. So now Cash will be off and running with two away. Set by Bonson. There goes Cash. The pitch is popped foul back behind the plate out of play. Cash ready to go from first. K-line hanging loose at third. Horton waiting for the 3-2 pitch. Bonson short stretch. Sets. Kicks and deals. It is lined deep to left field. It is a fair ball. Extra baser. Bounces away from one. K-line is scored. Cash will score. Horton stops at second with a double. nothing. The three runs so far here in the fourth inning are all unearned following the air at third. Ralph Houck is out of the mound and he's going to make a pitching change. That will be all for Stan Bonson. Fred Talbot being summoned from the bullpen. The double was Horton's first hit in this series. He had been 0-4-10 in the three games. And now with Northrop the batter, Fred Talbot, comes on in relief. So for Bonson, three and two-thirds innings. He gives up six runs, six hits, walked five, struck out two. Horton is his responsibility. Of the six runs, the three here in the fourth inning are unearned, and should Horton score and the other Tigers should do, it would also be unearned. Well, as Talbot starts his warm-up throws, the Yankees are proud to announce that the third annual fraternal night will be held by the New York State Three and Accepted Masons and the Knights of Columbus at Yankee Stadium on Friday night, June 13th. 
approximately 20,000 members of both outstanding groups will attend the Yankee-Seattle game. There will be a colorful field program highlighted by two bands. The Yankees look forward to welcoming the Masons and the Knights of Columbus on June 13th to Yankee Stadium for the game against the new Seattle Pilots. This is Talbot's second appearance. He has pitched uh, one inning, allowed uh, two hits, one run, walked nobody, struck out nobody. Last year, Talbot appeared in uh, 29 games. He won one, lost nine, had an earned run average of 3.36. Talbot ready to pitch to the Gray Fox, Jim Northrup. And the first pitch to him popped up on the right side of the infield. Clark and Pepitone both coming in. It's Clark calling for it. Near the mound, he's got it, and the side is retired. But for Detroit in the fourth, three runs on two hits, a costly Yankee error, and a man is left on base. And now at the end of four full innings to score, the Detroit Tigers six and the New York Yankees nothing. Atlantic has crossed the Pacific to bring fine imported china to your table. Delicate, translucent, fine china. And at an unbelievable low, low price. Decorated in a soft gray pattern and trimmed with a thin band of silver, this fine china is called Royal Elegance. A four-piece plate setting is available at participating Atlantic stations at a ridiculous low price with your purchase of eight gallons of gasoline. This offer may vary in some states, but this beautiful fine china will never vary in its translucent, delicate beauty. Each four-piece plate setting consists of a cup and saucer, dinner plate, bread and butter plate. You can even charge Royal Elegance on your Atlantic Richfield credit card. Stop in at any participating Atlantic station today and pick up Royal Elegance. Once you do, you'll never put it down. Well, the Yankees find themselves six runs behind as we go to the top half of the fifth inning. Leading off for New York, Jerry Kenny, then Bobby Mercer, and Roy White. Kenny is one for two in this ballgame. Yankees have three hits off Sparma, a single by Kenny in the first inning, and the other two have been uh, base hits by Pepitone, a single in the second, and a double off Norm Cash's shoulder in the third. Kenny feet close, left-hand batter. Swings and misses, strike one. Through the first four innings, the Yankees have stranded seven base runners. Tigers have left six men on. Wind up by Sparma, the right-hander pitches. Kenny hits a ground ball to Cash. On one knee, the first baseman has it, makes the play unassisted. 
And that is the fourth unassisted play for Cash at first base. Twice on Clark and now twice on Kenny. The batter will be Bobby Mercer. Been up twice, hit the ball in the air both times. Fly ball to center and a fly ball to left. Strike one is called. Mercer took a pitch right over at the letters. And now he has plate umpire Larry Knapp to examine the baseball. Knapp calls for it, looks it over, and it comes out of play. John Rice, the umpire at first. Russ gets it second, and Bill Kunkel calling the players at third. Sparma winds and deals. Curveball is butted off the third base side of the mound. A beauty. Sparma has it. No play. Mercer beats it out for a single. A good bunt by Mercer. Off the third base side of the mound. So Bobby has kept his hit streak alive now through the first six games of the season. Well, the Yankees hit number four. The batter will be Roy White with one out and Mercer at first. White has struck out and walked. 0 for 1. Roy batting left-handed against Joe Sparma. Worked in on the grass at third. The pitch to White is high, ball one. Jim Northrup plays White fairly shallow in center field and just about straight away. The right fielder K-line is over toward the alley. Gap in the outfield, down the left field line, and toward left center. Swarm off the stretch. Looks over the left shoulder. Deals the plate. Strike is called. One and one. Last time the Yankees saw Joe Sparma, he clinched the pennant for the Tigers, beating the New Yorkers 2-1 to one here at Tiger Stadium last September. 1-1 one, one pitch now to White. Get on the ground to the second baseman, McCauley. He tags. Mercer throws the first double play. And for the second time in the ball game, McCullough has come up with that play. Fielding a ground ball, tagging the runner coming into second, and still getting his throw to first base in time for the double play. Second time in the game. For the Yankees, no runs, a base hit. There were no errors, and nobody left on. At the end of four and a half innings, the score is Detroit six, the Yankees nothing. And now more thank yous from Peels for the folks who've tried their real draft beer. Fields Real Draft Beer in Westfield, Massachusetts, Elmira, New York, Rutland, Vermont, and Teaneck, New Jersey, we say thank you very, very, very much to all the Fields fans in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, Horseheads, New York, Matawan, New Jersey, Homer, New York, and Burlington, Vermont, we say thank you very, very, very much to our many admirers in New Haven, Connecticut, King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. 
Framingham, Massachusetts, and Asbury Park, New Jersey, we say. In hundreds of towns, thousands of people are finding that our beer is better than their beer. Why? We think it's simple. Peels has real draft beer in a can, and that's what makes the difference. To all of you who've switched to Peels, whoever you are, wherever you are, we say... Thank you very much. Well, it's going to be interesting in the American League East as the pennant race progresses this 1969 season. Detroit Club will make it interesting. Baltimore, Boston, the Yankees, of course. Cleveland and uh, those Washington Senators off to such a good start. Baltimore leading Washington 2 to nothing in the fifth inning as Frank Robinson has hit his third home run of the year for the Orioles. Fred Talbot ready to pitch to Bill Freehan as we go to the bottom half of the fifth in our game. Freehan takes a pitch for a ball. Jake Gibbs held it there a long time. Hope Mr. Knapp might take another look at it. It looked as if Talbot had the plate, but maybe just a bit low. He winds again and deals. There's a high pop-up down the first baseline in foul territory. Gibbs calling for it, and Gibbs has it. So Prian is retired, and it brings up the third baseman, Don Wirt, who has walked and grounded out to Pepitone unassisted. Wirt drew his walk with the bases loaded in the first inning and was credited with a run batted in. He takes a ball on the first pitch. Fred Talbot rocks back on the left foot, kicks and deals in the dirt. Two balls, no strikes. Tigers leading 6-0. Talbot winds and fires. There's a high foul. Field back. It will be out of play. Two balls and a strike to work. Talbot rocks and throws. Work leans away from an inside pitch up under his chin. Three balls and one strike. High ball four, and Worth draws a walk. First walk given up by Talbot, and number six by Yankee Pitching. Brings up the pitcher, Joe Sparla. He has flied to right and struck out in two trips. Puppetone comes in to confer with Talbot. Now goes back to first, letting Fred know how he's going to play the base runner. Talbot from the stretch. Pepitone charging in. They look for the butt. It is butted down the right side. Talbot throws to Clark, covering first in time. 
Fred Talbot fielded the ball, then had to sort of lob it over Pepitone's head to get it to Clark covering. A sacrifice for Sparma, moving work to second. Two down, and the batter will be Dick McAuliffe. McAuliffe takes his time before stepping in, allowing Sparma time to get back to the dugout. McAuliffe is one for two, single to right field in the first inning, struck out in the second, and walked in the fourth. Left-hand hitter. Wirt leads from second, the pitch. Outside, ball one. Mickey Stanley is on deck. Tigers have six runs on six hits. Yankees, no runs on four hits. Talbot ready. Kicks and fires. Curveball is popped up on the left side of the infield. Bobby Mercer in from third, near the mound, under it. Makes the catch, and the side is retired. For the Tigers in the fifth, no runs, no hits. There were no Yankee errors, a walk and a man left on. And now at the end of five, the scores, Detroit six, the Yankees nothing. And now four little words from Peels, the draft beer people. Thank you very much. Edward Schumann of Plainview, Long Island says, I've never enjoyed a beer as much as Peel's. This is the finest beer any man could buy. Thank you very, very, very much. Barry Broth of Brooklyn says, I agree with the other people in your commercial. Peel's Real Draft is the greatest. It tastes like it came out of a keg. Thank you very, very, very much. Rose Calvert of Manhattan says, I enjoy Peel's Real Draft better than any beer I've ever tasted. It seems to have real body. I enjoy it. Thank you very much. Thank you very, 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 very much. In hundreds of towns, thousands of people are finding that our beer is better than their beer. Why? We think it's simple. Peel's has real draft beer in a can, and that's what makes the difference. To all of you who've switched to Peel's, whoever you are, wherever you are, we say, Thank you very much. Well, through five innings, Tigers leading six runs, six hits. Yankees, no runs, four hits. Mike Kekich has begun throwing in the Yankee bullpen as we go to the sixth inning. Joe Pepitone will lead off for New York. Then Bill Robinson and Jake Gibbs. Kekich will be ready to come into the ball game should uh, the Yankees get down to the pitcher Talbot. And should Ralph Hawk want to use a pinch hitter. Pepitone is two for two. Remember Friday, he went four for five. Yesterday, he drew the collar. This afternoon, got the hitting shoes on again with a single and a double. Sparma ready to work to him. The first pitch, he takes high, ball one. Sparma winds and throws. Fastball is swung on and missed. Pepitone had his cut. One ball, one strike. 
1-1 pitch hit high in the air on the right field. Al Kaline back near the warning track. Under it makes the catch. And Pepitone has retired. One out. The batter is Bill Robinson. Robbie has walked and grounded out to second. Farmer delivers. High. Ball one. National League score we didn't give you a while ago. Cincinnati and Atlanta scoreless in the seventh inning. Next pitch. Check swing. It's high. Two balls and no strikes to Bill Robinson. At the end of six, Phillies lead the Pirates 5-1. to one. At the end of three, the Cubs lead Montreal 4-2. to two. And at the end of five, the Cardinals lead the Mets 2-1. to one. Robinson looks. Ball three. Up high again. At the end of five, Baltimore 2, Washington nothing on a Frank Robinson homer, his third. At the end of six, Boston 3, Cleveland 1. Other games not yet underway. The windup, 3-0 pitch. Robinson takes right down the middle, 3-1. Later today, Minnesota at California, Chicago at Seattle, and Kansas City at Oakland. Farmer shakes off a sign, gets another, dealing three and one to Robinson. Low with a fastball, ball four. So Robinson draws his second walk of the game. That is the sixth walk given up by Sparma, and the Yankees have had base runners every inning. Here's Jake Gibbs. Grounded into a double play in the second, bounced to the pitcher in the fourth. Farmer throws, gives it a sharp ground ball, pass cash, extra bases to the right field corner. Robinson running on, around second on his way to third, flag down. Now he's going to try to come home, and the throw to the plate, he dives and he's safe. Robinson ran through the sign at third base. Gibbs held at second, but Robinson safe at the plate. When the throw came off the third base side, and Robinson went sailing through the air, Knocks the ball away from Freehan and scores. A double for Gibbs. And a run batted in. The Yankees are on the scoreboard. Well, Bill Robinson, after running through the stop sign at third, was determined then that he better score. And he went sailing through the air, head first for the plate. Knocked the ball away from Freehan and is safe. Here is Gene Michael with Gibbs at second, one out. For the Yankees, their fifth base hit. Bobby Cox is out on deck to bat for Talbot. Spawner sets and throws. Michael takes up high, ball one. Michael has walked both appearances at the plate. And Mickey Lolich is up and throwing in the Detroit Tiger bullpen. Mike Kekic throwing in the Yankee bullpen. Sparma arms high. Down to the letters. Here's the pitch. Michael takes a strike. One and one.
Gibbs. Good lead at second. Michael waiting. 1-1 pitch to him from Sparma. Fastball is laced foul down the left field side into the seats. Well, our good sponsor, Peels, has a lot of thank yous. And I'll tell you something, Joe Sparma will have a couple of thank yous for Dick McAuliffe at second base. McAuliffe has bailed him out of uh, two sticky situations in the second and again in the fifth with two fine plays. One ball, two strikes on Michael. Gibbs tries to shake Sparma with a dash, but he doesn't do it. The pitch is high, and the count evens two and two. One out. A run across. It's a six to one ball game now. The Tigers leading by five. Sparma starts his stretch. Holds the set right at the letters. The pitch to Michael. Hit on the ground at first. Norm Cash backs off. Has it on a high hop. Throws in time as Sparma covers. Gibbs goes to third. Michael grounding out. Cash to Sparma covering. Gibbs at third with two outs. And Bobby Cox will bat for Fred Talbot. Bobby Cox has been up twice as a pinch hitter. He is hitless. Struck out one time. Right-hand hitter. He gets his first hit of the season. He can drive in a run. Gibbs at third. Sparma full windup. Kicks and deals. Curveball is hit on the ground to third. Flagged down by Wirt. Makes his throw to Cash in plenty of time. And the side is retired. Yankees score one run on one hit. There were no Tiger errors, and a man is left on base. So now at the end of five and a half, the score is Detroit six and the Yankees one. Now listen for your name as Peels thanks some more fans of their real draft beer. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very, very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very, very much. Henry Becker of Long Island says, I found Peel's Real Draft to be the smoothest, most satisfying beer on the American market. Thank you very, very, very much. Urban Melton of the Bronx says, I just want to tell you that Peel's is one of the greatest beers that I've tried. It's a draft beer. It's a great beer. Thank you very, very, very much. Francis Jambroni of Lindenhurst says, We always have Peel's in the house. It's nice and smooth. It's delicious. We enjoy it. Why have so many people been convinced that our beer is better than their beer? We think it's simple. Peels has real draft beer in a can. And that's what makes the difference. Do us a favor. Try Peels Real Draft. And when you're convinced, let us know. So we can say to you. Thank you very much. The new pitcher for the Yankees, big left-hander Mike Kekich. Kekich, 6'1", 196 pounds, native of San Diego, California. Pitched for the Los Angeles Dodgers last year. 1-2, lost 10. He's been in one game for the Yankees down in Washington. 
Pitched two innings, gave out two runs, three hits. Walked one, struck out three. First man to face Mike Kakich will be the right-hand hitting Mickey Stanley. Stanley has been a base runner three times. He has scored two of the six Detroit runs, reaching on a fielder's choice, a double and with a walk. He swings in the first pitch, lifts it foul to the feet down in the right field corner. The ball's one strike. Came on on deck and then cash here in the bottom half of the sixth. Kekich rocks back on the right foot, kicks and deals. Curve ball is low and inside. One ball, one strike. Yankee scouting reports on Kekich were very good when they had an opportunity to get him in a trade for Andy Costco. They made the trade. Now the 1-1 pitch to Stanley, bounces off the plate, comes up and hits Gibbs. Two balls, one strike. Now Jake had a rocking chair game yesterday with Mel Stottlemyer on the mound, throwing strikes all the way through and throwing but 89 pitches in the one-hit shutout. But Gibbs has had his work cut out for him today as Bonson was rather erratic. There's a pitch way up high from Kekich, and it's three balls and one strike to Mickey Stanley. Gibbs told us before the game today that he could never recall Stottlemyre's sinker working as effectively as it did yesterday. 3-1 pitch to Stanley. He goes for a high pitch and fouls it back. In case you had not heard, it was Stottlemyre's first one-hitter in his major league career. He has never pitched a no-hitter. He considers it his finest effort, especially against the Detroit Tigers. 3-2 pitch to Stanley. Line in the right field. Robinson there, though, and makes the catch. Twisting line drive. Bill Robinson stayed with it and put it away. One out, and right now in New York Yankee baseball, we pause for station identification. Bill Edwardson here, Monday through Friday, 7 in the morning and 1 in the afternoon. On WGY Schenectady, New York. Now K-Line steps in, goes after the first pitch and fouls it back, strike one. The attendance just announced here at Detroit, 25,429. There's a strike called on K-Line to make the count 0-2. K-Line homered for the first two Tiger runs in the first inning off Bonson. He flied to center field in the second and reached on Bobby Mercer's error and then scored in the fourth. Kakich wastes one. K-Line takes it. One ball, two strikes. Norm Cash is on deck. Kekich has the sign. Here's his pitch. Curveball. If high in the air to deep left field, Roy White back to the fence. Has he got a play? He has, and he makes the catch against the wall.
Roy White used up all the ballpark as he was back next to the auxiliary scoreboard in deep left to retire Al Kaline. Two down. And the batter will be Norm Cash. Cash is two for three, and he's scored two runs. He's also batted in a run, having a good afternoon. Jackage deals, and he misses ball one. Big wind-up pitch inside on Cash. Two balls and no strikes. Willie Horton is on deck. Tigers leading by a score of 6-1. to one. Bottom half of the sixth inning. Kekich kicks and fires. Cash hits a high fly ball to left. Roy White moving to his right. He's under this one. Plenty of room. Makes the catch and the side is retired. So three fly balls in the bottom half of the sixth. For the Tigers, three up, three down. Nothing across. And at the end of six full innings of play. Totals here at Tiger Stadium in Detroit. Detroit, six runs, six hits, no errors. Yankees, one run, five hits, and two errors. And right now, let's take a look at other activity. In the American League, first of all, Boston leads Cleveland 3-1 at the end of seven. Lee Stang pitching for Boston. Luis Tiat in his second start of the year for Cleveland. Cleveland uh, came into action today with a record of no wins and four losses. Rico Petrosulli and Reggie Smith have homered for Boston in that ball game. Washington at Baltimore in the first game of a doubleheader. Baltimore leading two to nothing. Frank Robinson homered in the third with a man on his third home run of the year. Joe Coleman pitching for Washington and Jim Palmer for Baltimore. Minnesota at California later on and Kansas City at Oakland later on. In the National League, St. Louis Cardinals two and the New York Mets one at the end of five and a half. Gibson for St. Louis, Seaver for the Mets. Two fine pitchers tied up in that one. At the end of three innings, it is the Cubs four and the Montreal Expos two. Stoneman pitching for Montreal and Bill Hands for Chicago. Dodgers and Houston are nothing to nothing at the end of one and a half. Houston is 0-5 for the year. Drysdale pitching for the Dodgers. Don Wilson for Houston. At the end of six and a half, the Phillies five, the Pirates one. Wise against Walker now in relief of blast. Home runs, Johnson for the Phillies and Stargell for Pittsburgh. And at the end of seven, Cincinnati and Atlanta scoreless. Cloninger against Phil Negro. That's the first game of a doubleheader in Atlanta. Here is Horace Clark, ready to lead off the seventh inning and ready to come in and tell you all about it. Here is our good buddy Jerry Coleman. Jerry? Okay, Frank, it's a one-ball count on Horace Clark. Joe Sparma, the big right-hander, fires high and outside. Two balls and no strikes. The Yankees trailing in the ball game by a score of six to one. Tigers have six base hits. The Yankees have five. The Yanks won the first two in this three-game set. Detroit leading in the finale. Three balls and no strikes to Clark. Joe Sparma has walked six men already. Clark thus far has bounced the first twice and flied to left. Go for three. The 3-0 pitch. Just outside ball four, and that is walk number seven by Sparma. Joe has had the advantage of that big lead at one time, six to nothing. Seven base on balls have been somewhat diffused because of it. 
Bill Freehan out there talking to his pitcher. And now for the fourth time in the game, Mickey Lolich is up and throwing in the Detroit bullpen. Lolich, who next Thursday is scheduled for a two-week stint in the Army, being used in relief today, and then he will get one start before he heads off for two weeks of Army service. Here's Jerry Kenny, one for three, with Clark at first. Nobody out. Yankees trailing, six to one. Sparma fires this one right down the pipe. Strike one. Kenny has pulled a couple of ground balls to the first baseman, Norm Cash, and normally he'll hit the ball up the middle or toward left, but today he got out in front of a few. Don Wirt in tight at third, looking for a possible bunt. Kenny choking up maybe about an inch, waiting. Here's the pitch. Low. One ball and a strike. Jerry Kenny came into the ball game batting at 217. So far, one home run, two RBIs. Left-hand hitter. Youngster who spent a year in the Navy. Now back, making his mark with this Yankee ball club. Here's the 1-1 pitch. On the ground, McAuliffe to his left, has it. Flips to the shortstop, Stanley for one. No chance for Kenny at first. Kenny was actually by first base when the ball was halfway there. He went down that line. Clark is forced at second. Bobby Mercer, who got a bunt single in the fifth inning, is one for three. In the first, he flied to center. In the third, he flied to left. Left-hand hitter holds the bat right on the end. One of the few Yankees that is holding the bat on the end these days. He's waiting from the left side. As Farmer fires, there's a high drive center field, not too deep. Moving in and under it, Jim Northrup, and he's got it. Kenny tagging up, but then goes back. If you recall, Kenny took advantage of a play just like that on Jim Northrup in the first inning. He went down to second. So Bobby Mercer flies to center, two out. And moving in is Roy White, who struck out, walked, and bounced into a double play. Incidentally, that was the second double play made by Dick McAuliffe, unassisted, tagging the runner as he went by. White waiting. Sparma fires. Strike one. Fine crowd on hand. 25,429. Yankees open up Tuesday afternoon at the stadium. Their home opener, Peterson, will do the pitching. White waiting. Sparma, a change up in the dirt. One ball and a strike. Jerry Kenny at first base. Farmer now taking some time, walking around the mound. The Yankees had Sparma on the run in the second inning and again in the third, but could not get the big hit to move him out of there. Here's the 1-1 pitch with White waiting from the left side. Ground ball foul past Ellie Howard. This one will kick off the Yankee bullpen. Sort of a pillbox effect down there on the right side. Detroit has their bullpen on the left side, way down the line. And in front of the Detroit bullpen, as we mentioned, Mickey Lolich, three-game winner in the 1968 World Series. 
John Wirt at third, Mickey Stanley at short, Dick McAuliffe at second, Norm Cash at first. The inner defense for the Tigers. Two out. Roy White at the plate. Kenny at first. Sparma sets. Delivers a curve as high. Two and two. Willie Horton in left field. Jim Northrup in center. Al Kaline in right. And the all-star catcher, Bill Friend, behind the plate. Sparma, one-time quarterback for Ohio State, delivers a curve that's high. Three and two now to Roy White. With two down, Kenny will be on the move. Joe Pepitone waiting in the on-deck circle. Sparma ready. Kenny moving off. There he goes. Here's the pitch. White takes it outside. Ball four. And that is base on balls number eight by Joe Sparrow. Oh, what an afternoon. He is having a lot of pitches. Here comes manager Mayo Smith. He's got Mickey Lolich warmed up in the bullpen. The Yankees have Joe Pepitone in the on-deck circle. Well, let's see what Mayo Smith does. Sparrow leads six to one. And I believe that's going to be all. Yes, it is. Mayor Smith feels that Sparma has gone as far as he wants him to go. He's walked eight men. Given up five base hits. And that is a long afternoon. Now the fans giving Sparma a big hand as he leaves. If you recall last year... There was uh, some animosity between Sparma and his manager, Mayo Smith, about being pulled out of ball games, just as we saw on this occasion. And it subsided, and the Tigers went on to win the pennant. Now, the further cheer that you heard was for the announcement that Mickey Lolich had entered the ball game. Mickey Lolich, the World Series hero along with Al Kaline, the Lowlitz with those three big wins put the Tigers over the top and they were down three games to one up against the St. Louis Cardinals. Lowlitz rather a portly left-hander is starting to warm up, but we'd like to remind you also that the Yankees are proud to announce that the third annual fraternal night will be held by the New York State Free and Accepted Masons and the Knights of Columbus at Yankee Stadium on Friday evening, June the 13th. There will be approximately 20,000 members of both outstanding groups that will attend the Yankee-Seattle game. There will be a colorful field program highlighted by two bands. So the Yankees look forward to welcoming the Masons and the Knights of Columbus on June 13th. And also they'll look forward to welcoming any Yankee fans at the ballpark. Michael Stephen Lolich, born in Portland, Oregon. He's a guy who likes to ride motorcycles around, making a nervous wreck out of Mayo Smith. His two best pitchers, Lolich, loves to ride a motorcycle at rather extreme speeds. And his big man, Dennis McLean, has just got his instrument rating in twin-engined uh, planes <laughs> between the two of them. They've got the transportation system pretty well locked up. Here's Pepitone now facing Lolich. Runners at first and second. Two out. 
the first pitch to Pepe. Swung on a miss, strike one. A roar of approval by the Tiger fans. Pepitone has singled and doubled. Fly to right. Lolich ready once again. Kicks and fires. Curveball in there. Strike two. Kilkenny, a left-hander. Don McMahon, a right-hander, are in the Tiger bullpen, and they're starting to work. Kenny at second, White at first, starting to lead off. Lolich has the sign. The two-strike pitch to Pepitone is outside for a ball. Pepe, as we mentioned, two for three on the afternoon, came into this ball game batting at 318. He is now 9 for 25. Lowitz taking his time, getting the sign from Bill Freehan. Big left-hander ready. Kicks again. The pitch. Fouled back. Count holds. One ball. Two strikes. Starting to get a little bit chilly here. Just in the last half hour or so, the sun is starting to go down, although there's some on the field. It's not as bright as it has been the last two days or when this ball game started. The one-two pitch by Pepitone as he waits up there, Mickey Lolich standing on the mound, peering into Bill Freehan. Pepitone swinging the bat, Lolich ready, runners moving off. The pitch to Pep. Hopper to the first baseman, Cash backing him up. He's going to have some trouble. The throw is just in time. Norm Cash backed up way on the grass to take a big hop, and they just did nail Pepitone on a close play with Lolich covering. For the Yankees, no runs, no hits, no Detroit errors, two men left, and the score after six and a half. The Tigers, six. The Yankees, one. Say, is your town appeals draft beer town? Then it may be in this commercial. Listen. Robert Rappaport of Rockville Center says, I think Peel's Real Draft Beer is one of the finest beers that I've ever had. It's terrific. Thank you very, very, very much. Steve Stillman of Staten Island says, I just wanted to say that Peel's Real Draft Beer is very, very good. And I want to thank you for putting it out. Thank you very, very, very much. Bill Grattan of Brooklyn says, Peel's Real Draft is about the best beer I've ever tasted. It's smoother, creamier, and has greater body why have so many people been convinced that our beer is better than their beer? We think it's simple. Peels has real draft beer in a can, and that's what makes the difference. Do us a favor. Try Peels Real Draft. And when you're convinced, let us know. So we can say to you, Thank you very much. set to go here, last of the seventh inning. Willie Horton, the power man for Detroit, moving in. Drove in two runs with a double. 
down the left field line in the fourth inning. Tigers lead six to one. Kekic fires to Horton. The curve is high. Ball one. Mike Kekic ready again. Kicks and slaps one in there as Horton swings and misses. Ooh, he really fired that one. One ball, one strike. Willie Horton, right-hand batter. Straightening himself out at the plate, waiting. Kekic delivers, swing and a miss by Willie. One ball and two strikes. Tried to go to the opposite field and got under the ball. Yankee defense is shading Horton very deep in the outfield and to pull. He's a right-hand batter. Michael in the hole at short. Mercer way back at third. Kenny deep and in the gap in left center. Here's the one-two pitch. Change up is high. Two balls, two strikes. Wally Moses coaching at first base for the Tigers. Grover Riesinger at third. Kekic ready again. Horton. Sit this one high in the air, right side. Clark flying back, Robinson coming in. Bill waving everybody off makes the play. Kekic coming on in the sixth inning has retired the four batters that he's faced. Stanley, K-Line, Cash, and now Horton. We're in the bottom of the seventh. Detroit leading by five, a six-to-one ball game. Here is Jim Northrup who walked, bounced to short, and popped to second. Kekic to Northrop. Fires one in there for a strike. Jim Northrop, known as the spoiler. He got the only base hit off Mel Salomar yesterday. And last year he did it two other times, getting the only base hit. Just outside as he takes it. One ball and one strike. In the last two years, if you add it up, Jim Northrop has spoiled three no-hitters, the latest yesterday by Mel Stottlemyre. 1-1 one, one delivery, Northrop waiting. Kekic delivers a ground ball just foul. Pepitone at first base is up with it. Flips it back to Mike. One ball, two strikes. On deck, Bill Freehan. This young Yankee ball club took the first two from the world champion Detroit Tigers. And they play that running game. They got their only run today on a big gamble by Bill Robinson. Northrop takes low and outside from Kekic. Two balls, two strikes. Mike Kekic acquired from the L.A. Dodgers, even up for Andy Costco. That was a winter trade. Here's the 2-2 pitch to Northrop. On the ground, in the hole between Michael and Mercer. A base hit for Jim Northrop. Northrop is not off to a great start either. That's only the third base hit so far this year. Northrop came into the game batting 154. Bill Freehan 
Walked safe on an air, foul to the catcher, 0 for 2. Kekic to free and hits one high in the air, left center field. White and Kenny converging, and Jerry Kenny makes the play. Bagging up and heading for second is Northrup, and they've got him by a long shot. Roy White was right there telling Kenny what to do. Kenny unloaded, and Northrop was out easily. That play, a double play, going 7-6. to six. For the Tigers, no runs, a base hit, nobody left. And the score after seven full innings of play... Tiger six and the Yankees one. When we think about cancer, we naturally think about the way it threatens our family. Joanne Woodward, along with her husband, Paul Newman, recognize the seriousness of cancer. They also know a yearly health checkup is our best cancer protection, and that knowledge can help save lives from this disease, too. But it goes beyond that. It's not only that it can strike anywhere at any time, it's the kind of thing cancer is. But it can be beaten. A million and a half Americans alive today have been cured of cancer. They're one side of the picture. Sure, I know they're saving lots of folks with cancer, but we can't rest until we conquer it once and for all. Paul Newman. And to put it very bluntly, this takes money. Money that has to come from all of us. And you just think what victory over cancer could mean to your family and give generously to the American Cancer Society. Help yourself with a checkup. Help others with your generous check. Here's Bill Robinson going up against Mickey Lolich, who came on for Joe Sparma. We're in the eighth inning. Tigers leading 6-1. to one. Robbie hits one to right field. Al Kaline moving toward the line. Under it easily makes the play. One pitch, one out. Robinson had walked twice and bounced to second before flying to right. Jake Gibbs moving in. Jake bounced into a double play. Bounced to the pitcher, then doubled to right. Drove in the only Yankee run. That was in the sixth inning. Lolich into the windup. Delivers and Jake takes outside for ball one. Don Nadabart is throwing in the Yankee bullpen. Mike Kilkenny and Don McMahon in the Detroit bullpen. Fastball is high to Gibbs. 2-0. And moving in to the on-deck circle, Len Bamer. He'll be batting for Gene Michael. Gibbs takes a strike. Two balls, one strike. Lowlitz ready. Left-hander delivers, and Jake hits a ground ball to McAuliffe at second. On a big hop, he has it. Flips the cash, two down. Two up and two down in the eighth inning. Now here's Len Bamer moving in. 
Zimmer has been to the plate twice without a base hit. Still looking for his first major league hit in the American League, anyway. Had a few base hits when he played with Cincinnati. Oh, Alvin Dark had his tomahawk out chasing those Indians all over the ballpark in Boston, but it didn't do any good as they lost to the Red Sox 3-1. That's their fifth straight. Damer takes a curve from Lolich inside for ball one. Billy Cowan has moved into the on-deck circle, and should Damer get on, he'll bat for Kekich. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Damer by Lolich, low and inside. Two balls and no strikes. Boston, three runs, seven hits. The Indians, one run, eight hits. The winner, Stang. The loser, Tion. Tion now is 0-2. Strike right in there to Bamer. Two balls and one strike. Cleveland is now 0-5, and, and the Red Sox are 4-1. Off to a good start. The 2-1 pitch to Bamer by... Lolich, ground ball, hard hit, nice play by McAuliffe. A beauty going to his left. And Len Beamer is robbed of a, look to be a sure base hit. Fine play by McAuliffe. For the Yankees, nothing across in the eighth, and the score after seven and a half, Detroit six, and the Yankees one. This is Kim Weston for Vista. Not too long ago, I recorded an album called This is America. It was my way of saying that America is still very much alive. Vista volunteers. Volunteers in service to America are saying the same thing in an even more exciting and selfless way. They're going to poverty areas all over this country, giving a year of their lives to help less fortunate Americans help themselves. They're activists. Instead of destroying, they're building. The only thing they want to tear down is the ghetto wall. They're dedicated. But instead of violent change, they're doing the detail work that's getting change. It isn't easy. The pay is terrible. But the work is the work of the soul. Find out if you can help Vista. Vista can certainly help you. Write V-I-S-T-A, Box A, Washington, D.C. Right now, let's pause for station identification. Bill Edwardson here, Monday through Friday, 7 in the morning and 1 in the afternoon. On WGY, Schenectady, New York. Don Wood, moving in to lead off in the bottom of the 8th for Detroit. They're leading 6-1. to one. He'll be followed by Lolich and McAuliffe. Word hits the first pitch in the air to right field. Bill Robinson coming in, Clark going back, and Robbie makes the play. Looks for a moment like there could be a near collision, but they split up at the last moment. Clark and Robinson did. Mickey Lolich. Certainly a big favorite here in Detroit after that spectacular World Series effort last year. Takes high and outside for ball one from Mike Kekich. Lindy McDaniel is throwing in the Yankee bullpen. The 1-0 pitch by Kekich to Lulich. Hit hard but foul down the right field side. 
Len Bamer has stayed in the ballgame. He pinched it for Michael and has moved in to play shortstop. Kekic fires again, and Lolich takes this one outside. One ball, one strike. The left-hander for the Yanks again delivers. This one fouled back by Lolich. Two and two. Al Kaline had quite a comment about this young Yankee ball club. He said, you know, I like them. He said, they're young kids and they make their own game. And what he meant was the tremendous speed they have. They upset things. Today, they're not doing it, but they have done it. And they'll continue to do more of it. The 2-2 pitch. Way up there. Three and two to Lolich. Three balls, two strikes, one out, nobody on. Last of the eighth. Lolich at the plate. Dick McAuliffe on deck. This is Mickey Lolich's first appearance in the game. He came on for Sparman. He takes call strike three. First strikeout for Kekic. Dick McAuliffe moving in, and he's getting a fine hand after that great play. Off the sharp ground ball by Len Bamer, headed for right field. McAuliffe, singled, walked, struck out, popped the third. Kekic delivers, and Dick takes outside ball one. Yankees trailing by five runs, a six to one ball game. Swing and a miss by McAuliffe. Kekic looks like he could be a pretty good pitcher. All he has to do is get the ball over the plate. He's got good stuff and a good changeup. He's ready into the windup. Strike called on the corner. Broke a curveball beautifully on that outside of the plate. One and two. Yankee defense has shifted to the right side for McAuliffe. Damer deep towards second base, the shortstop. Here's the one-two pitch. Dick takes it, strike three, and Kekic slipped the fastball right by him. Second strikeout for Kekic, three up and three down for Detroit. The score after eight full innings of play, Tigers six, Yankees one. Spring is the traditional time of the year to get out and go. Time to get out and visit favorite spots, see old friends, discover new places. When you get out and go, be sure to give your car the gasoline that will keep it on the go. Atlantic Imperial. Imperial makes any trip more fun because Imperial takes care of your car while you just concentrate on enjoying yourself. The next trip you take, take Atlantic Imperial along just for the ride. Even if you're just inching along in heavy traffic, Atlantic Imperial is blended to pay off at any speed. Fast or slow, from zero to 60, you could say. Imperial is just your speed. Atlantic Imperial, a product of Atlantic Richfield Company.
Billy Cowan is moving in. Cowan, as a pinch hitter, will bat for Mike Kekic. Mickey Lolich, in relief of Joe Sparma, slips a fastball in there. Base hit by Billy Cowan. I'll tell you, he jumped on the first one, drilled it between short and third. A leadoff single in the top of the ninth inning with Detroit leading the Yankees 6-1. Billy Cowan on at first base, and we're waiting for Horace Clark. That was Cowan's first base hit for the Yankees. And also his first at-bat. Horace Clark moving in. Clark has bounced the first twice. Slide to left and walk. Six to one, Detroit lead as Clark waits and takes outside for a ball. Billy Cowan, a leadoff single on at first. Tiger infield is a double play death, but not very tight. They want to make sure of one out. Got a five-run lead. The 1-0 pitch. Hit in the air, left field. Willie Horton drifting to his left is under it and makes the play one-handed. Clark flying to left field. One away. Now Jerry Kenny. Single to left. Bounced to first twice. Hit into a forced play. He's one for four this afternoon. Don't forget the same world champion Detroit Tigers will be at the stadium next Saturday and Sunday. Ladies' Day, a single game on Saturday. And a big doubleheader a week from today. Lolich to Kenny swings and misses. Fastball, strike one. Lolich again. Ready, fires, and Kenny takes way outside. One ball, one strike. Norm Cash is not holding against Billy Cowan at first base. Lola's ready once again. Fires up the middle, a base hit by Kenny. A diving attempt by McAuliffe, but no good. Jerry Kenny getting a second base hit. The Yankees now with runners at first and second. One away, and the batter will be Bobby Mercer. Yankees still alive. Dennis McLean came up with a great comment yesterday. He said that Yankee ball club is like a swarm of locusts. A bunch of mice just nibbling away at you. And they are. They can go. They're bigger than mice, though. Yankees with runners at first and second, one away, ninth inning. Mercer the batter. Here's a pitch a curve is high by Lolich for a ball. Michael Kilkenny, the young left-hander. Don McMahon, the veteran right-hander, still throwing in the Detroit bullpen. Plate umpire Larry Knapp exchanges a ball as asked for by Bobby Mercer. We've noticed that Mercer has done this several times. He doesn't like the look of the ball. He'll ask the umpire to check it. This time, Larry Knapp threw it out. 
Lolich sets. Mercer waiting. Swings and misses. Strike one. One and one the count. He went after a fastball at the letters. Just got over it. The 1-1 pitch. Swung on a miss. Strike two. Lolich again, the one-two pitch to Mercer, hit on the ground. Mickey starts to go to third, then has to go back to first, and everybody's safe. Don Woods broke for the ball. Lolich caught it. Lolich turned to throw to third. There was no Woods there, and it looks as though they're going to give a base hit to Bobby Mercer. The bases are loaded, one out, and here is Roy White. So the Yankees scrambling again. This is their third hit in this inning. Lolich was not aware that Wirt was not at third. And by the time he got turned around, Mercer had beaten out the... Well, it's a scratch single. It dribbled out toward third between the mound and third base. Roy White struck out, walked twice, bounced into a double play. Bases loaded, one down. Mickey Lolich into his windup. White waiting from the right side. Here's the pitch on the ground. Off Woods' chest. He'll make one. He forces Kenny at third base. Coming in to score, Billy Cowan. That'll go as an RBI for Roy White. Billy Cowan coming in to score. It's now a 6-2 ball game. And here is Joe Pepitone. Two outs. Yankees still alive. At first base, Roy White, Bobby Mercer at second. Pepitone, who creates emotion in the fans, whether in New York or on the road, getting the old raspberry here in Detroit. Sure has done a great job for the Yankees in the early going. He swings and misses, strike one. Pepitone today is two for four, a single and a double. Lolich getting a sign from Freehan. Yankees moving off first and second. The pitch to Pepe. Strike two as he swings and misses through a fastball. Two-strike pitch to Pepitone on the way. Swing and a miss, strike three. Lolich just reared back and got Pepitone out of there on three pitches, all fastballs. For the Yankees, in the top of the ninth, one run, three base hits, two men left. So the final score of this ball game, Tigers six and the Yankees two. There's an ocean full of value at participating Atlantic stations these days. 
first there's something for your car, of course, the gasoline that keeps you on the go, Atlantic Imperial. Then there's famous wet ball service, too. And now there's something for your table, fine china, imported from across the sea. We call it royal elegance. You call it beautiful, delicate, translucent, and a sensational value. Because at participating Atlantic stations, you can purchase a four-piece place setting of royal elegance at a fantastically low price with each eight gallons of gasoline. This offer may vary in some states, but this beautiful fine china will never vary in its charming good looks. Pick up a four-piece place setting today. Charge it on your Atlantic Richfield credit card if you like. Royal elegance is something nice to take home to mother. Well, the line score in this ball game today for the Tigers, six runs, seven hits, no errors. And for the Yankees, two runs, eight hits, and two errors. The winning pitcher, Joe Sparma, with the save going to Mickey Lolich. The loser, Stan Bonson. Stan's record is now 0-2, and, and Sparma's record is 1-0. The ball game was pretty much over as far as the Yankees were concerned, although they didn't know it at that time, in the bottom of the first. McAuliffe singled. He was forced at second by Stanley, but then Al Kaline hit a home run into the upper deck in left center field. Cash singled and was finally walked across after Northrop, Freeman, and Wirt got passes from Bonson. Nine men went to the plate in that first inning. And then Stan gave up three more after two are out in the sixth inning. A walk to McAuliffe, he was out trying to steal, a walk to Stanley, an error by Bobby Mercer, a single by Cash, and a double by Horton accounted for three more runs. The Yankees picked up a couple of runs. They got one in the sixth inning and one in the ninth, but fell a little bit short as the Tigers won this final game of the three-game set by a score of 6-2. to two. Once again, the winning pitcher, Sparma, his record 1-0. The loser, Bonson, his record 0-2. So the final score, once again, the Tigers 6, the Yankees 2. Now this is Jerry Coleman speaking for Phil Rizzuto and Frank Messer saying goodbye from Tiger Stadium in Detroit, Michigan. Today is Yankees. Yankee baseball game has been brought to you by the Atlantic Fuel Company and your local Atlantic dealer. Atlantic keeps your car on the go with the gasoline and service that makes your car feel young again. And by Peel Brothers of Brooklyn, New York, who say thank you very much for trying our Peel's Real Draft Beer. This is the home of Champions Network.